This episode is brought to you by Meet Cute Box. Meet Cute Box creates monthly themed date night boxes. Each box is handmade with care based on your membership profile with up to four items plus a love-inspired date night. What I love about Meet Cute Box is that inside every box, there are unique items gathered from local businesses around the world and packed together with a new theme every month, giving you a new surprise to enjoy. Memberships start at only $29.99 per month, with each box valued up to $100. To join today, visit meetcutebox.com. That's meetcutebox.com to receive a handmade box as early as next week. Meet Cute Box, the membership crate for you and your partner. It's just funny. It's funny you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Oh, well, hey there, friends. What is going on? Happy day uh, to each of you. So uh, thanks again for tuning in uh, to another episode of the Barardo podcast. I, of course, am your host, Tony Barardo. Today's a fun episode, like most episodes, I say that. Uh, but today is a lot of fun because I actually talked to Nick Hobner, Hobner, and uh, we discuss a lot of different stuff. In fact, I'm going to have him back on in a couple weeks to discuss his uh, ayahuasca experiences. He's had a lot of experiences with that. And I've always been curious about that myself. So uh, more to come on that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get updates when I do launch that episode. Uh, but today's episode, we talk a lot about eating correctly, what it does to your body. But uh, he's he's been vegan for quite some time, but now he's kind of done these different diets that uh, kind of test the limits a little bit. It was interesting to hear about it, where he actually is uh, a raw vegan. <laughs> He's cooking. Uh, that's a little too extreme for me. So uh, it was really cool to kind of hear that and, and the benefits of, you know, cleaning out the body. And, you know, the amount of gunk and goo kind of fills our our, our gut and um, damages our gut lining and affects the digestive system and just all types of wild stuff. So, um it was a really interesting uh, conversation. And again, like I said, I, you know, he's going to be back on in a couple weeks. So I'll just make sure you look out for that. But, you know, without further ado, let's get in to today's episode. Everyone, please help me welcome Mr. Nick Hopna. So, uh, hey, man, thanks for thanks for coming back on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's been a long time. So I thought it would be I thought it was kind of cool, actually, that last time I was on, I talked about vegan stuff vegan habits and such and then it just yeah. so happens that we're talking about it in a different capacity but yep. same same yeah. kind of theme hobna hobna for some reason it sounds like very arnold schwarzenegger to me uh, so I it, just... it is german so oh is it all right <laughs> yeah hobna really the big reason i wanted to have you on uh well a lot of reasons but one in particular i've had some health scares lately and you know okay. I've, I've been vegan for I think last time we talked, uh, I might have been like a year in or something like that. So mm -hmm. uh, it's been good for me. Uh, no complaints on on that front. Of course, I've as I've dived more into the culture, you pick up more things, you learn new things, and you get more. Um, I would say kind of embedded in the culture, not really on purpose. Yeah, right. You kind of know what I'm talking about. It's like things start to happen like you you care more about sentient beings uh and then you start yeah. caring more about the earth and the planet and then now like i'm going outside in my backyard with no shoes 
just so I could touch the soil. Like it's so yeah. it's, it's been elevated over the course of the year. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that as well. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That, yeah. and we'll get into it. That's, it's like a symptom of this diet too. Like everything kind of trends even deeper into that experience. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you can, uh, for the viewers that maybe didn't listen to the last episode we did, which I think was like two something years ago, it was before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember? actually, yeah, I think it was just in the beginning, right? It was like yeah. before any of us knew what was actually going on and no one really knew anything about it. So people still um, don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. It was, things are still being revealed and we're figuring out that yeah. all sorts of interesting things <laughs> that hadn't heard. But if you can kind of lay, um, a cliff notes of, of Nick, you know, what you do and, and you know, what your passions are and, and all that jazz, just so the viewers can get a little feel for yeah. you. Yeah. So, uh, for the past decade, I've, uh, had the privilege of being able to work from home. I've done a lot of work in the marketing world. So I do that, but one of my passions has always been, um, self-development, self-growth. I, I just huge reader. I love reading books, studying books from, um, Eastern philosophy, religion, et cetera, all over the world, spirituality in general. Um, and so back when I first moved to Florida, I live in California now. Um, when I first moved to Florida, that was nine years ago, within about six months through a very interesting and auspicious kind of story, which, uh, maybe we'll have to share someday. We'll, we'll do a whole segment on that if you want. Um, but I got invited to a ceremony and uh, oh I don't know if you ever had anyone on talking about an ayahuasca ceremony and ayahuasca in general, but I was invited to an ayahuasca ceremony and I had, I had back then I had no idea about any of that. Like I, I didn't do any, I didn't do any experimentation in my youth with anything really. Um, like no, smoked, no drugs you know, in I, general, not yeah. really, maybe twice. And I didn't really get into it. I wear some of my friends, like they were, you know, a lot of people around me were getting into it. I just didn't. And so it's kind of funny because I kind of went from like nothing to like the most intense experience of your life, having no frame of reference at all. And so, but I actually look at it as a great thing. And I had an incredible, just life-changing experience for me personally. And wow. um, from that, that point on, it kind of spun off into this deeper dive into spirituality, which kind of leads to more compassion for the world and for the environment, for animals. So inevitably, you know, I went into more of a vegetarian style than vegan. And then for the past, gosh, is it four or five years, five years for sure, you know, five or six years vegetarian and then, um, you know, vegan for like three years. And, um, you know, there's been like, I've been vegan, but I haven't been a hardcore vegan. So there'd been times where it's like, okay, you know, once in a while, I'll like, have an I egg have or something. something. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, I was doing that whole thing. And, um, so, so yeah, um, that like my biggest passion, like what I want to spread into the world too right now is not just like becoming the best version of yourself and being able to attract to you what you desire most in your life, you know, through manifestation, through enhancing your mind and spirituality. But now more recently, which we're going to talk about, I'm excited about is seeing the, the parallel, actually like the direct connection between what you put in your body, how you treat your body, um, and the enhancement of 
your spiritual experience, your mental experience, experience, um, and, and also your emotional experience. Like it's so interesting how directly connected, um, we'll, we'll use a word, you know, constipation, you know, constipation, a lot of people think <laughs> about constipation in the gut, but actually when, when we're talking about mucusless diet, constipation of the cells. And then I like, you know, I've had a lot of energetic and out of the physical realm experiences. So I actually can see how it's not just congestion and constipation within the physical cells, but also the energetic constipation. You know, we, when you talk about chi or prana, we talk about stuck energies. What is that really? A lot of it's directly re related to like what we eat too. And if you can dive a little bit more into, uh, it's what is it? The mucula, mucus diet? Mucus less. Mucus yeah. less. Yeah. So, Dive more like mucus. That. Yeah. Right. So diving into that. Oh man. So I'm going to recommend some books too, because okay. I'm still in my journey. I've consumed a few books at this point, but, um, there's, they explain it a lot better. So the one who really pioneered it was Arnold Eheret back in the 1900s. If you can believe a hundred years ago, he was talking about the falseness of certain diet fads that are being spread today like the protein lie, like yeah. that you need protein to create protein, which is as ridicu ridiculous as saying, you, you know, cow needs to drink milk to produce milk. Cow produces milk by eating grass all day. So the body's very capable of producing protein without eating protein. So, then mm. you can do some research on that. It's a very interesting way. Um, some weird studies, you know, they used to be able to get away with some, you know, six studies back in the, yeah. you know, the day when they didn't have all the restrictions and, but that's where that's the enough. protein lie came from this weird study about it. All right. And so, uh, what was that book again that you recommended? Okay. So it's the mucusless diet, right? Um, if you look up mucusless diet, so there's an interesting thing that happens. So I, I like going for the original stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, Arnold Eheret really pioneered this whole movement, healed thousands of people by moving them through a transition diet and then onto the mucusless diet. And then at the extreme level, I mean, some would call it extreme, but, um, when you really get into this whole culture of, you know, being purified by food, um, you know, the, a lot of people will lead to literally just a fruitarian diet living on fruit. Most people can't even fathom mm. what that's like. That just sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, how can you live on that? What about vitamins? What about this? And so you have to really break down the barriers of what we've been told to believe about our bodies and also start to explore um, what what is really going on in our system and at the fundamental core is our systems are clogged up and so a lot uh, all disease you know even a lot of people kind of have figured this out by now or heard like all disease starts in the gut right but what does sure. that really mean and what are, and where it really goes is how much mucus and pus and toxins and poisons from medications, um, you know, medications, foods, vaccines. I mean, as children, we're pumped with a bunch of different vaccines right away, you know, right away. And as you know, like there's different heavy metals and things in that that need to be cleansed out of the system. Uh, so over our lifetime, a lot of things kind of get clogged up. And so it's funny. Mm. It's not funny, but it's really <laughs> interesting most health crises happen right around this age right around your late 20s early 30s like from what yeah. i've seen 
not not everyone you know there's certain exceptions sure but especially these days like that's when mine happen that's when my girlfriends happen that's yeah. when a lot of friends of mine happen though i mean some friends have got cancer in their late 20s it's just like you're too young to be getting cancer what's going on and so what a lot of people don't understand is that that's happening because the system finally got clogged up to a point that it can't eliminate properly. And now those toxins are caked onto our system and leaking poisons, um, creating a perfect atmosphere for pathogens, parasites, and bad bacteria. And I mean, that's when my Crohn's happened was when I was in my late twenties. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's a, that's an example too. Like Crohn's too is, is a perfect example of, you know, a digestive system that's been compromised. Oh yeah. Uh, and on, so when we get into, you know, the mucusless diet too, it's just, it's really simple. It, it's anything that, you know, effort will say anything that's complicated is against nature. Anything that's simple is in alignment with nature. So if you can understand it fundamentally and almost intuitively, it just makes sense then you know that you're on the right path. And so for me personally, when I read that book, it just clicked because I've been on a healing journey for two years now. You know, I got really, really sick, chron like chronically ill in 2020. Interestingly enough, uh, it did, had nothing to do with, you know, the pandemic. It, it just, I, I got sick and then I couldn't get healthy again. Like well, I got really, a really, really bad flu. What was it if you know my mask and was it just overall just sick and or did, did you get diagnosed with something? I didn't get diagnosed with anything. I just, I got like this terrible flu, which kind of kicked it off. Horrible, mm. horrible flu. And then I never got, like, I kind of recovered from that, but I, I was put on antibiotics too. And that kind of just, that knocked me out. That was the final thing. And then, um, then I had like mold infection. Then I got, and oh. just everything kind of just bloomed within me. And you know, I had all this stuff happen to me. And, and was, then, your was your diet and your eating habits? I mean, was that kind of like an amusement park or how were you? It was, yeah, it, it pretty much was, yeah. it was a vegan diet, but I was eating pasta. I was eating like what a lot of vegans eat, the pastas. The, I was Western, eating the, the Western American veganism. The Western yeah. American <laughs> vegan diet. Yeah. With the fake meatballs and the fake, you know, the, sure. you know, we call it fake food. It really is fake. That's not food. Like it's just, yeah. it's so processed. It's, it tastes delicious, Sure, but it like when you figure out what food really is and like what it isn't like, you know, meat, dairy, and, you know, and grains are not food either. You know, that's not yeah. food for humans. That's just so far outside of yeah. what our system is actually able to process and not turn into mucus and pus and clog us up. Um, but those, those processed foods too are. And so a lot of times, you know, you know how it is. I think we were just kind of talking about the culture of veganism. You get into it, you, you eat these foods because they're delicious as part of the whole community right. and, and you feel like you're doing a good thing, right? You, you kind of like morally feel good by eating this food. You know, I'm, I'm satisfying a lot of the nutrition I think yeah. I need protein, it, et cetera. It, it's like when we recycle, like it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Exactly. Even, even though like, if you know anything about recycling, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not really doing anything. Place. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. It just Most sounds, yeah, it's a marketing ploy to throw it on a plastic bottle. So that it, way yeah. Coke and Pepsi could sell more shit. I mean, that's really, exactly. yeah. But yeah. anyway, good. <laughs> no, you're right. It, it exactly is. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's doing something maybe for, you know, for the animals and actually it is sure. doing something for the animals, but it's not doing 
anything good for us. And we really need to focus on creating the best possible environment in ourselves because then we can really do work. I mean, and I'll get into a little bit more of my story too, of the benefits. Um, but like, it's amazing when you start eating in a way that's cleaning out your system um, and, and then your system becomes much cleaner, like how you operate mental mm -hmm. fog disappears, like just mental clarity, energy throughout the day, no naps needed. You can take a nap, but usually it's only 10, 15 minutes. And, um, and I actually should just kind of like get into that part of the story of it too. And then I, if you, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, well, I want to hear about that more. And then I definitely want to hear about your ayahuasca experience as well. Oh, okay, cool. We can yeah. talk about that for sure. Cool. So I've, I mean, I've been at you know, dozens of ceremonies at this point. So, oh, right um, on. cool. Yeah. We have, we have a lot to talk about there. Um, it's something that I don't usually, you know, I haven't publicly talked about. Um, well, I'm glad not I'm that glad. I wouldn't, it would be actually like a lot of fun. It's yeah. funny. Friends come up to me and they're like, Oh, there's this really great podcast on, you know, on Joe Rogan about ayahuasca. You should, you should check it out. Cause they know I, you know, I've been yeah. to a ceremony or something. And I was just talking to my girlfriend downstairs, which is funny. And she was like, you should be the one. Yeah. <laughs> the, I was you, like, yeah, from now I'm, I'm going to yeah. say that. It's like, if anything, yeah, if what anybody, am I going to get out of a podcast? Yeah. If anybody says, oh, you should listen to Joe Rogan. You should be, no, no, no. You should listen to what I said on the Brodo podcast. <laughs> That's right, what you should exactly. say. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll send them a link. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So the, the story is, um, yeah, this, so this whole journey of, of healing and I kind of had some like small breakthroughs, right? I do some sort of thing. And I was always on the fringe. I wasn't doing any Western medicine. I just, I just knew that wasn't going to work for me. It didn't work for me. That actually it's what got me sick. So I was like, I need to do other things. And I was fortunately surrounded with, by a community of people who were all into holistic care, you know, from Ayurvedic doctors to you know, shamans, et cetera. So I, um, I started doing kind of those things, which helped. Um, and I got to this point this year where I was kind of at a plateaued state of not great health, but not deteriorating health. Mm. Um, but I was exhausted. You know, I had chronic fatigue. I had skin, you know, eczema and stuff like that. I'm pointing at my elbow. I don't even have it on my elbow, but <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I was like, the, you know, most people know that's where it is. It's the first spot. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was actually on my, like on my shin, mm. um, for me. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, skin. And then I'd have like these random, like hives appear on my skin and then go, you know, they go away within a half hour, but I just knew that wasn't regular. It was like, my body was trying really hard to get rid of things. And even it's probably hard to see in the camera, but I still like, I have like redness on my face that I'm excited about seeing like in three months, six months, we'll see how long yeah. it takes. But once the body clears, um, we'll see what happens. Um, and, and, and sorry to interrupt because I want to hear more about it, but no, and a lot of people don't know. So when it comes to the body and the way we excrete, you know, excrete, uh, whether it's a virus, uh, anything that's bad, it's always through the skin. Yeah. It's skin. always, through, it's the biggest organism that we have. Uh, and it's, it's our defense mechanism essentially. So, you know, yeah. it's, but it's interesting because it's also our healing mechanism as well. Like it's the fastest healer in our body and it could pretty much heal anything over time. Uh, yeah. and you know, I even had lung surgery, which we could talk about as well, but, wow. um, I had that and what they did to my body, it was crazy. And the fact that my body heals and all I have is like six gnarly scars because of it. But what my body went through is just, is crazy. But the whole point is 
when you're sick or when you're trying to push out something out of your body, you'll always get these rashes. So more often than not, if you have something like that maybe looks like eczema or it's a rash or like an allergic reaction, it's so funny, like if you're allergic to peanuts, uh, some people obviously are deadly allergic. But most yeah. times if you're just allergic to something, you might get a little rash and you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to kind of do these tests as well to see if you're allergic to things. But if if you're in your diet and you're doing all the right things and you think you are, try switching it up. And then if you switch it up, keep it consistent. So that way, if something does happen to your skin and you notice a rash or a more pimples than before, that's your hormones and everything else telling the body, all right, we need to get this out. We need to excrete this out. Right. And it does it through the skin. So it's a very telltale sign. That's why it's super important to, you know, keep your body clean and, and know what's going in your body. So it's interesting yeah. you say that because a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but everything's through the skin. Like you can know a lot of, mm -hmm. of a perfect person's diet based off what their skin looks like. It's very interesting. Yeah, that and and I'm glad you bring it up, too, because um, it's like if you see it coming and going, right, like you had surgery or something and you start to see things and then it goes away after you know, days or weeks, right. um, then it, you knew the body was doing its work and healing. But if it becomes chronic, that's right. Then mm -hmm. it's a clear sign that you're just clogging your body and your your cells really, and 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 they're not able to actually push that out fully and heal. Because a lot of times, like eczema and stuff, it'll kind of flare up and then go down. Right? It'll kind of like ebb and flow. Like you know, you think, oh, it's getting better, and then you know, two days later, it's it's back to being worse. It's because your body's still doing its work but it's so clogged up it just can't get all the junk out and you're not doing it any help and i didn't mention it but like fasting is a, a major part of the mucusless diet is rational fasting is another book that i read from arnold and i've known a lot about fasting in fact gosh we could get into a whole conversation about that but my girlfriend would be better at that she she's done a nine day dry fast actually mm. yeah i was i was here witnessing it in, it's intense. It's incredible. Like Wait, that, you stayed. Was, you stayed the whole time, nine days, and she didn't kill you. That's, <laughs> yeah, no. Th that's what gnarly. No, right? she. You know, she rested a lot and, and you know did things like that. But it, it was you know dry fast is and she was hard dry fast. So no, not even touching water. So no touching water, no drinking water, no food, obviously. And um, and just like what it did, it just cleansed her whole body. And and now I wouldn't recommend that for most people. That's just that's that's a limit for. <laughs> for a lot of people yeah disclaimer don't try that at home um but like doing water fast and juice fast and stuff can be incredibly beneficial mm -hmm. and and we can talk about too the what's called the transition diet and that comes from arnold Eheret. um and that's really important too because a lot of people might hear like oh my gosh like this diet sounds extreme it's basically raw vegan minus a couple of foods that create mucus like avocados unfortunately or mucus forming i love avocados so i haven't kicked them totally uh, nice. but uh, but yeah eating eating a lot of fruit eating a lot of salad and, and going that route and so i was exposed to this and i when i read it i clicked and i was like i'm just gonna do it fortunately for me i didn't have to have a transition diet because i was already transitioning like i was eating lots of salads on occasion i'd have like you know a vegan pizza or you know some vegan ramen noodles they were all organic though so for me it was like it seemed healthy mm. but uh it wasn't necessarily helping me so i just kind of i dove in and i started doing just lots of fruit lots of grapes and grape juice which is kind of part of the whole thing if you read the book um and do you juice your own 
I didn't juice my own. I bought I bought organic grape juice. You know that yeah. was the hundred percent real deal stuff. Yeah, yeah, the hundred percent, not from concentrate. Right. And um, and then we you know we ate bought tons of grapes and just ate tons of grapes. Nice. Um, but all all sorts of fruit. You know, berries are really incredible for it too. Strawberries, blackberries, blueberries. Um, and then having what he calls a broom salad. So you like you eat the fruits, and then the idea is that the fruit, the acids, and the the sugars are the most potent and intense cleansers. So they'll go in and and like they just break up mucus like none other, but they also hmm. can kind of break up poisons and things like that. So at first, and a lot of people who try different fasts, juice fast, juicing, etc., will do this for a day, wake up the next morning and feel like they got hit by a truck and they'll feel terrible. They'll feel like, you know, sicker. A lot of people will blame this on malnutrition or like, oh gosh, I need to eat. Like, ah, you know, they get freaked out. Not knowing that like people have survived without food for you know, weeks, months, you know, even months. Um, so you're fine. You're, it's not a deficit of food. What it is, is it's the body detoxing. And when the body, what happens, especially with fruit is once it breaks down something in your system, because the, the sugars of the fruit is so easily digested, it enter the poisons will also break up into the blood system. And so now your blood is circulating and mm. you're feeling like crap, but it right. is still, you know, your kidneys, everything's working to clean your blood from all these toxin poisons that got broken up. So, and there, there one, is something uh, to be said about that too. Uh, I keep interrupting. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but no, you're good. Feel free to, cause I <laughs> can go on and on. The, the detoxing aspect of it, you know, it's similar to when you do these long fasts or, you know, when you change up your diet, uh, especially like, you know, uh, when your body's going through ketosis and different things like that. Yeah. Um, you, no. you have what's called the keto flu, which essentially is just your body kicking what you've eaten before and it's getting you into a different state. And I would imagine what what you're speaking of is when when that when that happens to your body when you're detoxing, think of it kind of like alcohol when you're hungover. You know, when you're hungover, that's all the hangover is. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, it's not because you drank a lot. It's because you drank. It's because you drank a poison, and your body is trying to cleanse and detox that poison out of your system. And that's the whole that's the body's job is the body is to keep us alive. When your body's detoxing, typically. That's a good thing. Usually. Yeah. There, there's light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to detoxing, which is which is positive. You just gotta look out for it, of course, and speak to professional when things get a little squirrely. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the most important thing too, is like if you know, especially if you've been on a diet that hasn't really been serving you super well and you're just kind of finding this out, and then you try a fast or you try to eat fruit for one day, just one whole day, like your your body's gonna react. And so it's important not to try to push it beyond that limit, break the fast if you need to. And, um, but break it with foods that are serving you, you know, salads and greens and things like that. And that's where kind of the whole broom theory, not theory, but the whole broom salad comes in is the fruit goes in there, gets digested very quickly, you know, within 20 to 30 minutes, fruits can be totally digested into the system and it'll break up things. And then when you eat a salad, that's got lots of fibrous things like you know you got celery you got peppers things like that it kind of serves as a broom it goes into your system and you know pushes all of the stuff out and pushes it through your system interesting now is there is there uh in this book because i know i've i read a lot of studies on it but there's a lot of interesting um studies relating to the order in which we eat food 
So for example, uh, I've always been known to eat vegetables first. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, with this, it sounds like there's, is there studies behind eating the fruit first? Is there, um, what's the science behind it? Do you know yet? Yeah. You would want to eat the fruit first because Mm -hmm. it'll digest the quickest. And the, the thing is if you eat, so if you ate vegetables, they'll digest a little bit slower, still faster than most things. Right. Um, but what happens is because of the nature of the fruit digesting so quickly, if you got the vegetables and then the fruit, sometimes the fruit can mix with that and create more fermentation than you'd like in your system. And so Mm. that's what, and if you know about fermentation, you know, for anyone, anyone listening, fermentation happens best when there's lots of fruit sugars involved, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can ferment grape juice really quickly into an alcohol, uh, because of the natural sugars that are in there. So you're, you're essentially looking at your system as the perfect fermentation containers, literally like this closed system that's nice and warm and, you know, it has all the bacteria in there. And so if you start to see the the digestive system in that way, you'll start to think like, okay, I want to make sure that that goes first and passes through my system as quickly as possible. Very cool. That broom theory or, uh, yeah, analysis. Yeah. Theory, but that's super interesting though. I never looked at it like that. And, you know, of course we're talking a lot about this stuff and, you know, it's not uncommon, right, to eat like this. Um, you know, especially you look at like the blue zones over in Europe. I mean, there's plant plants, vegetables, fruits, like the, these type of things are the bulk of their diet. Uh, to have carbs and flour and sugars and stuff just doesn't doesn't really. Uh, it's not really in the nature of most countries. Uh, right. And and if it is, it's unprocessed. You know, bread only has three ingredients. But over in America, go look at a, you know, well, well, it's terrible. Yeah. Go look at any of that stuff. You look at the back, there's more than three ingredients. You know, my, my father cooks his own bread. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you know, that compared to like anything you get on the shelf, there's no comparison. Yeah. Uh, I imagine taste wise too. Oh, it's, uh, it's night and day. Yeah. Like we don't buy bread anymore at the store. I wouldn't either. Yeah. And then you look at that and you're like, well, how come, you know, Publix and Kroger, how come they don't? Well, because that bread that my dad makes lasts three days. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Makes sense. All the, all the processed shit and all the chemicals that are in there, um, it's to sustain the shelf life because if you're Mm -hmm. a Walmart or a Publix or a Kroger and I owned a bread company and I was like, Hey, Mr. Owner of Publix, what they call the buyer in the business. Uh, Hey, Mr. Buyer. Uh, I have this great bread. It's only three ingredients. It's totally healthy. Uh, I make it at home. You know, we're able to scale. We have an employees of 20, 30, 40 people. You know, we can give you a thousand loaves of bread by today. Mm-hmm. The first thing they're going to ask you is what's the shelf life? Yeah. Because if they buy a thousand pieces of bread and then 500 of it gets sold in two days, now they have to discard 500 loaves of bread. So now they're losing all that money and they're taking up real estate in the grocery game, all that space that could be there. It could be canned foods. It could be these processed breads that last days and weeks and weeks longer Mm -hmm. than the fresh stuff. And it sells more. And because of that, it's, it's cheaper to mass produce, which means the profit margins are better and it's all about money. So, you know, that's why it's important if you can stay away from, like you said, all that process stuff. But, you know, when people are listening to this podcast um, episode in particular, and they're like, well, Nick, what you're talking about, it sounds great, but goddamn, that's difficult. And, (laughs) 
It, it is kinda, but the only reason it sounds funky is because you haven't done this for 20, 30 years. You know, everyone mm-hmm. out there listening, we've been conditioned and trained to eat the food that's at the store. And yeah. over the last decade, uh, it, things just keep getting worse and worse. You know, we think it's going to get better and you think the produce aisle is going to get bigger and bigger in the store. It's actually the opposite. You know, that 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 uh, area is shrinking more and more and we're getting yeah. more aisles of processed bullshit. Mm-hmm. And the frozen food sure. section is getting, you know, bombarded with these crazy creamers and these, uh, you know, like I stopped drinking creamers just because even the healthy vegan coconut milk creamers had like 15 ingredients in it. Yeah. And the different guar gums and just different things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I make my own milk now and it's super easy because all you, yeah, all you got to do is just blend almonds or cashews or oats, whatever you want. I have this thing called almond cow. Um, but which is a great machine. Oh, cool. I've seen those. Oh, it's, they're gnarly dude. Yeah. And you you put uh, all the shit in the basket and you fill it up with, uh, just cold water, put a little vanilla extract in there, put the bill in there, press a button, 90 seconds, you got milk. And what's even crazier about it is because there's no processed shit in it, when it sits, I put it in the mason jar, big mason jar, and I put it because it looks trendy and cool. So when people come over, I could say, oh, there, check it out. It's on a mason jar. My milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want to put it in a, you know, white container. No one's going to appreciate yeah, it. No, no. But what's even crazier about it is when it's in that clear mason jar in the fridge and people open it up, it, all the cashew shit settles at the bottom and it's just this weird, like tan water. Yeah. So you got to stir it every time. But okay. once you, once you stir it, it's the greatest milk that you've had. Yeah. But I you bet. can't, but you cannot put that on a shelf at. Publix in a cooler. No one's gonna buy mm-hmm. that. It looks yeah, like vomit. Yeah. Right. But yeah. again, this is the this is what we've been conditioned to. And you can get out of that and get to the point of like, I don't give a shit about what it looks like or even what it tastes. If you can get out of that, I don't care what it tastes like. If it's good for me, I'll consume it. And that's yeah. what you gotta go off of. You know, like back in the day, people used to grab twigs and berries and eat them, not because it tasted like Parmesan, right? Right. They did it because but, it was the, all they had and, and it was good for them. They knew eating from the earth was good. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, though, is uh, it does like fruit tastes amazing. Like fruit, it, it does. Like it's a but very tell, But tell that to my dad, Nick. My dad is, <laughs> you know, like yeah. he, he said, he's always said he's like allergic to strawberries and I'm still suspect. Um, yeah. Although I, th- I think he actually is deathly allergic, but still he's, you know, he doesn't eat greens, like even lettuce. He'll only eat the romaine lettuce, an iceberg, which has yeah. zero oh, nutritional man. value, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he, he just doesn't like the taste of other stuff. And uh, okay. a lot of people are like that. Like you, yeah. like you like fruit, of course, bro. Like you just had an ayahuasca trip. You don't give a shit about fucking chicken, Parmesan and pasta. <laughs> of course you like fruit, but you yeah. know, I love fruit, but a lot of people out there just, you know. It's weird. Yeah. It's it's weird. People don't like fruit, but again, I think it's all has to do with palates, right? Like if you yeah. have been raised on spaghettios and tang, mm-hmm. your palate's going to be different than someone over in Europe who's been raised off of fresh bread and you know pasta. You know, yes. Yeah. So. And and that's the thing too is actually like our palate, like the tongue, is one of the biggest producers of mucus you know phlegm mucus mm. and uh, most people's tongue if you look at their their tongue it's it's you know caked with white bacteria and, and stuff like that and Ooh. so like the tongue <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Let me see your tongue. Exactly. Hold on, hold on. Let me see your tongue. Fuck, your tongue's nicer than mine. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> well, I've been I've been cleaning out too. Oh, okay, um, okay. You know, for for many many weeks now. Okay. And actually, that was one of the things that I got excited about is because I had you know the actually your tongue goes through phases, and actually one of the cool things the connection is with your stomach and your tongue. So how your tongue looks is oftentimes like we'll say like what what's going on in your stomach. So hmm. if you have lots of mucus and things going on in your stomach, um, your tongue will be kind of caked with white. Now, here's the interesting thing. Speaking of palate, you know, if somebody doesn't like fruit, you know, the taste of fruit, um, oftentimes it's because they've we they've gotten so far from human nature, from what we're naturally built to eat. Like humans are are built to eat fruit. That's why we digest it so well. And it it creates such a perfect human system. Um, and so one of the interesting things is if you do work onto a transition diet and transition diets are really important. And actually, so I've been saying Arnold Eheret, there's another person and I have his books here, Spira, um, Professor Spira. So he did a couple of variations of those books. So there's the Mucus Diet by Arnold Eheret. I bought that instead of Spira's because I'm like, oh, I want the original stuff. But turns out the, the Spira, the original book kind of went through many revisions and edits, you know, and, and iterations. So mm. actually Professor Spira's version is the better version. So if you're going to get the book, get Professor Spira's Mucusless Diet or Rational Fasting. Cause so he's, he's, he's got the new commandments. Yeah, because he actually went through and like he, he keeps it pure, you know, mm. to its original context. But he also like helps to pull out some of the other, like some people kind of added their own thing to the edit, like the publisher did. And he pulls those things out because he's actually been living the diet. And so he knows what's mucus forming and what, you know. Mm. And one of the things I really appreciate about him, he's got interview on YouTube too, which is good, is um, he's hardcore for himself, but he talks about the transition diet uh, for some people who need to go maybe a year or two transitioning onto this, not trying to force themselves into some kind of diet that makes, cause if you feel bad, like, sure. and I'm not, I'm not think I'm not talking about like, like, yeah, it, like when you clean out and cleanse, like you might have a day where you're sluggish and tired, like that's feeling bad, so to speak. But uh, what I mean is if you feel bad on a day-to-day -day basis emotionally, like you feel like you're, you know, restricting yourself and you feel like, you know, this can be very depressing. Like actually sometimes people going onto a vegan diet can get depressed because, yeah. and it's not necessarily the food. It's actually because they're fighting their mental cravings for these other foods. That's right. And so you shouldn't, you know, you're not doing yourself any service by doing that either. And when I, you know, when I'm doing it, and if you do it through a transition diet, ultimately you won't, the cravings for those things will just dissolve. You won't have those cravings. You'll crave a mango, a fresh mango. You, you know, I remember coming downstairs and just like, there was a bunch of food and I was fasting. And usually when I had fasted, I would crave like weird foods and you know, I'd crave things that aren't good for me. You know, pasta and noodles and things like that. I was like, oh man, I just want to like just gorge. And well, I remembered after a couple of weeks it had gone by and I was fasting and I was on the like mucusless diet, eating fruit, salad, raw vegan the whole time is, um, I smelt some fruit and I was like, all I want is a banana. Like, I just want a friggin' banana. I just want some strawberries and mangoes, man. And so the cravings for fruit, you know, have increased. 
And I enjoy this diet for many of the other reasons too, which um, I can, I, I'd like to share some of those too, because that's yeah, what's sure. really, that's what inspired me is there's certain things that you just, you got to experience for yourself because there's a lot of misinformation from scientists, diet scientists who do these experiments. And then they tell you, you need protein. You're going to be, you know, there's going to be a deficit of B12. Look up those ex actual experiments and then look up the, you know, the truth about those, you know, do some research on your own. I, you know, I can only tell you so much, but you'll find out there's a lot of things that have been ridiculously studied and concluded and aren't true. Um, but you know who they are true for the lobbyists who pay these people lots of money in order to make them true. Yeah. So just check that out. So, but you can find that, that there's incredibly fit, incredibly healthy human beings living on fruit, living on fruit and juice. Like there's a couple examples of people who are, who've taken it to the extreme where they live on air and fruit juice. It's incredible. And they're vibrant, healthy, strong, fit. You know, people talk about, oh, I need protein to build muscle. No, again, you don't. Your body needs the proper amino acids to create its own protein, but it, you don't need protein to create protein. And so and by the I'm, way, know, I'm still I, working out. I hate, sorry, I, I, I fucking hate that argument just because I talk a lot about veganism on this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even still, I never preach veganism. Um, only because, you know, I just like food and I appreciate food. The only reason I went plant-based was because of a, a chronic disease that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. So it, yeah. that's the only thing that's given me uh, relief is to be plant-based. But the fact that you're going to tell me that you're not going to get protein from, uh, from plants is crazy because any animal you look at, most animals aside from carnivores, eat plants. And they're massive and they're huge. And of course, they're not built like we are, you know, like a gorilla, I think has like two stomachs. So it's not yeah. like they're the same thing as us, like, but a gorilla would beat the shit out of you. And, you know, so would a monkey. And yeah, even though they're, yeah. And even though there's been some gnarly videos of like chimps ripping apart, you know, other animals uh, and yeah. eating them and I, I get it. But you know, when you're out in the wild, you gotta do what you gotta do. You, you gotta do it. But most of these animals eat plants and you know, even your cows that you eat, they eat only plants yeah, and grass yeah. and you eat them. Yeah. So what do you think they're mostly made of? So just go right to the plants, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, you know, the plants and then, you know, again, like fruits and things like that. And, and these things aren't, they don't have again, high, high protein in them, but they have all the essential things for your body to build what it needs to. Um, and so some of the things that happen, interestingly, you know, I did, I did a fast, you know, I would fast, do a dry fast for one, 24 hours. Uh, and then I do, you know, a little bit of water for like the next time. And I've done this uh, twice now, um, just kind of like while I'm doing this diet and, um, and then I would just clean out my system, just like without getting too detailed, you know, drink a bunch of fruit juice and things, which mm -hmm immediately and this isn't recommended you read the book don't listen necessarily right. to everything i've done with myself right now because if you're transitioning you can't do this because you can actually like you can hurt yourself if you break it fast with fruit juice but in, even incorporating just like removing mucus forming foods from your diet and, and transitioning to mucus less or, or mucus you know totally mucusless or mucus deficient you know foods and mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things in those books that you can read on what those things are that you can eat, make foods from, and then just working, 
you know, towards it. And then some, maybe occasionally doing a 24 hour fast, any of these things can be incredibly helpful to clean the system out, um, doing a colonic, um, where, you know, <laughs> you do all oh, yeah. that business, which I recently yeah. actually did my first one, you know, went somewhere and had that. Um, and, uh, it was incredible. I mean, won't get into too much detail, but is that the one where you do, you do the coffee upstairs? I didn't do coffee. It was oh. just water. But um, it was like 45 minutes of water and it's just like, I mean, the stuff that comes out of you. And the cool thing is I was excited because I knew that it was going to be a big cleanse because I, I did a dry fast and I was fasting that day. I didn't tell them, of course, because yeah. um, they might freak out. But yeah. um, I was like, well, this is going to be the perfect situation to, to clear out because there's no food digestion and it's just waste. And um, just the stuff that comes out of you is you're like, oh, my God, like, I didn't even eat and that's it's still all been in there for God only knows how long, you know, just caked on mucus and mucoid plaques and things like that. And those are the things that are making us sick. You know, mm -hmm. those are the things that are binding toxins, creating packets of, you know, the perfect little environment for bacteria. It, it's an, another thing. It's unbelievable how many people in, in the civilized world have parasites. They don't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people think parasites are for, you know, third world countries or tropical, super tropical places. No, it's actually comes from how you're eating and, and what you're putting in your system. But anyways, where I wanted to go was after a very short time of doing this diet and just, you know, cleaning out, I was very intense about it. Went raw vegan. Like the day I figured it out, I was like raw vegan. <laughs> just, I'm just there. I, I get it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I have to do to heal everything in my body and have the most abundant health. And so after two weeks of doing that, I realized some really interesting things. First of all, I mentioned in the beginning, chronic fatigue. Like I literally had to take a nap midday every single day, like from, you know, uh, from beginning of the year onward, at least, you know, and, and probably previous to, but I had to, I had such bad fatigue. And it was like an hour and a half nap. I wake up, you know, those naps, you wake up, you slept a lot, and then you feel worse when you wake up. You're just oh, like, for sure. Oh. Like yeah. You got a headache and you're like, oh, I just want to keep sleeping, man. It takes like a half hour just to <laughs> wake up. Right. Um, so it'd be like that, but it was like a daily occurrence, which really, you know, messes your day up and, um, and just tons of caffeine in order just to support myself in the morning and throughout the day too much caffeine you know like they say i think it's like 300 milligrams is the max you want or something i was easily at like 400 yeah i was like i was easily at like 500 600 milligrams yeah it's crazy no, i mean starbucks alone you know you get a, a venti uh yeah not even you get a tall it's like 200 milligrams of caffeine right you know and so you have a couple of those so yeah a couple of those you get you know i don't know if you're a soda drinker but for soda drinkers yeah. out there i mean that's like 70 milligrams of caffeine so yeah a couple yeah. drinks are already over the threshold yeah um, it's incredible but so no do, yeah go ahead oh yeah so i was gonna sh just share so like that was kind of setting the stage for like where i was things were just you know i was plateaued energy was crap after doing this um i don't have like i i hadn't I haven't, I've taken a nap maybe once in the last three weeks and it was for 20 oh. minutes and I just kind of like laid down and then I woke up and I was like, oh, that's great. Um, nice. it was, I didn't even really necessarily need it, but, um, yeah. So like just having energy, like waking up in the morning and feeling good, no caffeine. I don't need to drink caffeine anymore. Mm. Having energy through the whole day, 
And some days it's like, if I'm eating a lot of fruit and like no greens, mostly fruit, I actually get to the end of the night where I'll have to like somehow like find a way to calm down. And it's like, I need to go to bed, man, but I have so much of this energy. So energy is a big thing. You know, if you're somebody who struggles with chronic fatigue or just, you know, feeling sluggish in general, eventually moving to this kind of diet helps. The other thing, and this will be a big one for folks that are like, ah, but I want to work out. You know, I love going to the gym and I want to have enough energy to work out. If I don't have, you know, carbs or if I don't have, um, you know, all this protein in my system, I'll be tired or sluggish. I won't be able to work out. Well, I still work out every single day. Uh, I, I use a system called X3. It's one of my favorites. Nice. Um, yeah. So I work out every single day. And what I found, which is interesting, is because how the system is, is like you're basically using these giant, you know, bands and you're going to absolute fail and fatigue. And fatigue is one of the clear signs to me when like when your body has enough energy in its muscular system in order to like how many set you know how many sets can you go or not sets but reps can you go before you like fail like if you if you can only go 15 well your muscles didn't have as much energy if you can go longer and so i found is actually continuing this workout i've been able to use the same bands and go much more reps so you're getting stronger Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm getting stronger, but also like the energetic setup of it is like my muscles are much more efficient at, at using this energy right. um, and, and still growth. So you can still, you know, be Wait, strong. And, you, and you're not eating like uh, bison meat and cows I'm all not the time? eating bison or liver or spleens or yeah. <laughs> any of that weird stuff. Fucking liver king. Don't get me started on that guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, you, you know, but I mean, what you're saying, there's, there's a, there's a lot of good nuggets in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and of course, disclaimer right here, right? We have to make sure we do that. Yeah. Disclaimer is going to be, da, 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 da. Uh, don't listen to Nick or Tony because they're not professionals. However, right. I will tell you this is based off of what I've known in the health, the health and wellness industry and currently what I do and what I've done in the past is uh, every person is different for sure, but you also kind of have to look at. Uh, if you go to the doctor and they tell you what to do, they're telling you what to do based off a book that they read. And a lot of that uh, has been taught to them over the years. And unless you find a doctor that's really diligent about changing up everything all the time, the best way to, I don't want to say self-diagnose, but you got to listen to your body. And what happens to your body today at the age of 25, um, something different is going to happen when you're 45. And your doctor is going to be reading from the same book. You have to be uh, the expert in your body and you have to do a lot of trial and error and you have to figure out what's good and what's bad. And um, the doctors don't always tell you the right information because honestly, everybody's different. And what works for Nick might not work for Tony and, you know, what works for us might not work for you. So I think it's important that you do see doctors, of course, and you listen to professionals, but you don't be afraid to get out of the realm a little bit, you know, because just one person ago. One person ago, your grandmother ago, uh, doctors were prescribing cigarettes. And doctors were on ads of magazines saying cigarettes are good for you and extend shelf life of your body. So we've been wrong in the past, you know. Um, Slavery was cool back in the day. That's not anymore. We're always learning. And that's because humans naturally, we just learn new information. And uh, sometimes we're stupid and sometimes we're smart. 
So uh, you can rely on someone else to tell you what you need to do for your body, or you could take this for what it is, which is serious and take care of your body the right way and put as much energy into your body as you do TikTok and you're going to be fine. But, you know, it's important to, to take all this stuff into account. And I think what, what you said is, uh, is accurate when it comes to like food and fruits and veggies in particular, because you don't need all the stuff that we think we need. And, um, you know, when you can get your body out of that routine of eating at the cheesecake factory every Friday night with your coworkers, if you can get out of that routine, um, you're going to feel a lot better. And a lot of the stress and the anxiety that we feel and depression that comes, a lot of that is what we do to our body. And that's not just food, but just in general, right? Like how we treat our body if you're not working out, uh, if you're not walking around after meals, if you're not intaking a lot of water. Like have you ever gone uh, like a full day of like eating like shit and like the next day you just feel like hungover? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that used to happen yeah. to me all the time. I didn't know what it was, but... You know, there's a reason why you eat food and it's shitty food and then you want to take a nap afterwards. That's not mm -hmm. a good thing. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> you're, you're, that, that's a clear sign that you've eaten something that your body is, is not digesting quickly and it's not digesting, digesting efficiently. Yeah. And, you know, all the nutrients that you find in like ginger and turmeric and fruits and veggies and all these things if you break them down nutritionally and you figure out what's in those things and you compare that to like a big mac at mcdonald's there's more nutrition in a sliver of broccoli than there is an entire burger at mcdonald's yeah. so what does that tell you that should be like a clear sign where it's like hold on wait a minute what tony we need to all stop eating fast food no but we're stuck in this routine man we're stuck in this fucking routine of going through the drive through after work because you don't want to cook dinner. But the reason you don't want to cook dinner is because you're tired because you had a shitty day because you ate like shit and dosed yourself with a bunch of caffeine that's artificial. Right. It's, uh, it's interesting our mind because the more and more I dive into research and the more and more I've, you know, been vegan and plant-based and just the, the more you dive into it, it does really open up your mind a little bit and mm -hmm. you start appreciating not just the food, but like what you're surrounding yourself with. It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. it's interesting, man. It's kind of terrifying that it's, it, you know, you would think it's common sense, right? Like I tell all my friends are like, how do you do it? Like, how do you, how do you eat healthy and also work out and also do a podcast? You know, and I just started this business too with my wife and then I, I also have a full-time job too. So thanks man. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, we're doing all these things. I'm like, how do you do it? It's because I don't eat like shit and right. I work out. That's how there's no secret. I'm not, I am not smarter than you. I'm probably actually a lot dumber than most people, but it's because I take care of my body. So I have the natural energy to fucking do all this that's cool it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's the biggest thing too, is like, I had all these, you know, I have, you know, businesses, clients, things like this. And, and, um, and I, I had a thing that a project that I was really passionate about and wanted to create, but then I'd get to the end of the day, I'd be so exhausted. I'd have maybe 20 minutes of push left. It was like willing myself to do it. I wasn't even excited about it. Rarely was. And then on the weekend, maybe I'd be able to do something. Mm. And so you're absolutely right. It's like if you're somebody who has passions outside of your job that you'd love to, like you'd love to have your own side hustle or you'd love to create your own business someday, uh, but you just don't feel like you have enough energy, it's like, 
what you just said, exactly. You, you got to take care of your body. You got to get your body to that place. And the biggest thing, this is just like the, the crown jewel of, you know, advice that anyone could receive, um, who's, you know, kind of just been in a chronic situation of not health. And this, at least for me, it is, this is something that I never did, but I've seen a lot of people do, which was come to a point of accepting where they're at as their bar of normal, that mm. that's just how things are going to be. And that's acceptable. And the thing is that I for, was fortunate about is like through two years of just chronically feeling shitty and having, you know, skin stuff and whatever is I never came to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have to find a way to live with this. And this is just kind of like my new reality. And I think that that's the biggest thing. If, if somebody has already accepted where they're at, it's time to surround yourself. Like you said, surround yourself with people, or at least at the very least information that doesn't reaffirm your current situation. That's right. And, and that shows you that a, no matter how bad things are right now, like people have gone from chronic sicknesses, cancers, et cetera, to vibrant health, incredible health through not just this diet, but many other situations, most of them, you know, raw vegan, most of them outside of the status quo diet of the, Amer you know, the American diet. Yeah. And so understanding that no matter how bad things are, you can have incredible and vibrant health. That's the first step to this whole thing. Cause then you can, then now you're like, okay, I don't accept sickness. I accept health and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to study all this stuff. I'm going to try whatever in order to achieve that, yeah. have that energy, have that life. Yeah. It's, it's not only people don't put more, uh, just more time into it, but you know, I get it, man. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out there and, yeah. uh, you know, the attitude of YOLO, I want to, yeah. you know, I want to live every moment and I want to drink margaritas and lay on the beach and, uh, just get skin cancer. And that's what I want to <laughs> do. And, uh, I mean, that, that sounds fun, you know, but you also got to think how long can you do that for? Yeah. Like realistically, if I gave you a million bucks listener out there, if I gave you a million bucks today, what would you do? I bet 90 fucking percent of you would say, I'm going to travel the world and I'm going to drink my face off and I'm going to eat all the greatest food. Okay. How long physically do you think your body could do that for? Six months, a year. Let's say it's five years. Okay. It's five years. You're 40 years old now. What the fuck are you going to do for the next 40 years? You're going to always drink margaritas on the beach till you're 80. Like get out of here. Like we have to get out of this YOLO mentality, but you know, I don't know what it is. Cardi B rappers. Someone put it in our head that it was cool. Uh, I wish I can give credit to the douchebag that came out with that, but, uh, you, we got to get out of that, that mindset, man. And there's, here's, here's what's, here's the YOLO. I'll lay this down and then we'll have to wrap it up. But here's the YOLO. The YOLO is earth. That's your YOLO, man. You only live once. Whoever came out with that stupid slogan meant that they want to drink and party and bang chicks. Most likely. Again, I don't know who came up with it, but here should be your YOLO. You're on the planet Earth. As far as we know, we're the only planet in the galaxy, nay, in the universe, no, no, nay, in existence. As far as we know, there is infinity upon infinity galaxies out there. 
we haven't seen any other civilization out there. So we are it, as far as we know. I'm sure that's not the case, but as far as we know, the fact that you aren't living every moment to appreciate the roof above your head, the people around you, your body that you only have one of, the fact that you're not doing that, that's a disservice, man. It's a disservice to the human race because you're almost you're almost treating it like there's another life. And no matter what you believe, trust me, we're going to get into ayahuasca, but no matter what you believe out there, even if there is another life where you're a better human and you're a different being and things are great, it's still not going to be here. You're not going to be with your girlfriend, at least at the same time, depending on what you believe. You're not going to be Tony or Nick. Like you're not going to be able to live in a moment where we can have the internet at the palm of our hands. You're never going to be in this moment. Don't worry about all the bullshit that you're going to deal with in the future. Don't worry about all the bullshit you dealt with in the past. Live in the moment, live in today and appreciate what we have. And I think, you know, if more people got to that mentality of, uh, of just appreciating what we got and stop worrying about all the other bullshit, like you're going to live a healthier life for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But dude, I I do want to get into uh, ayahuasca for sure, but I didn't realize we're like over an hour. Yeah, we're over an hour now, and that's that's over an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and but. I was gonna say because I don't want to do the disservice yeah. of of ayahuasca like ten minutes. Like I need to, we need to make a whole right. episode about it. Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, because you said you did how many tours? Oh, I've been I've been to many. Sir, I've been to Peru too, so I've got experiences oh. over there. I got stories over there that you know. Are, are yeah, wild. dude. Let, let's plan so. the next the next few days, or maybe next week, or something like that, if you got the time. Let's just do okay. a straight pot and I'll separate these, of course, for the listener out there. Cool. So yeah, that's uh, perfect. just make sure listener uh, subscribe to the podcast so you'll get updates yeah. on that. But uh, Nick, dude, it's it's always good talking to you, man. Uh, it's been too long. I've I've enjoyed, you know, watching your reels and, and your Instagram and stuff. And it does seem like you've changed a lot, uh, which Thanks, man. which yeah. is, uh, you know, for people that maybe are dealing with some shit in their life, it, it goes to tell you that whether you do some trippy shit uh, or change up your lifestyle. But there, there are certain things you can do to increase uh, longevity of life. Of course, we know that. But also there's a, there's a couple tweaks you can make in your life to just make it better, make it more fulfilling. Yeah. Right. And uh, they're not complicated. They don't cost money. You don't need to buy them on Amazon. You just got to do these little, these little tweaks. And it looks like you've, you've tweaked some stuff and it looks like you've grown and changed and stuff. So that's, that's cool, man. It's good yeah. to see. Thank you. And like, it, it's interesting you say that too, is uh, you do say it's, it seems like off oh, fruits and raw, raw stuff is so expensive. It's like, yeah, but only if you're adding it onto all the other stuff you do. But actually, if you stop going out to eat, you're going to save a lot more money by eating healthier, feeling better. So crazy, yeah. huh? Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild how that happens. All right. Well, everyone else yeah. give it up, give it up for Nick one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got to, I got to use these soundboards more. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I like your soundboards. You definitely got to <laughs> make use of those. Get thanks. Some additional ones. <laughs> Nick, thanks again. I'll text you after this, but uh, thanks appreciate for the time. It. I appreciate you sharing uh, what you've been through and uh, yeah, we'll talk again. My pleasure. And thanks for having me on. It's been Always great. a pleasure, dude. Thank you. All right. Peace. Bye ladies and gentlemen.